coming up on the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Aaron's right. This this feels it felt to me the entire time watching it, it felt like like a a specifically studio sanctioned remake. Yes. And the, yeah, they definitely do play it safe. Yes. Well, and, 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 and as soon as I kind saw of the that... antithesis of what Hellraiser is, you can't play it safe in a Hellraiser movie. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm going to be your host today, Shane Croninkin. And joining me, just like last time, is going to be Matt McNeil. Hello. And Aaron Croninkin. Hello. We are still in the middle of Horror Month, which excites me. Um, Not sure if we had more luck this time than last time, but we'll get into that. This is oh. Matt's choice. And he chose Hellraiser 2022. So at the very least, I'm interested. I, I've been wanting to talk about this with you guys since I've seen it. So I'm excited to finally kick into it. Yeah, I, but, I all week I have had to, while talking to my wife about it, have had to refer to it as Heckraiser <laughs> when our four-year-old son was around. So from now on, please refer to it as Heckraiser. I feel like we should call it that. Let's keep it clean. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's just nicer that way, you know? Yeah. Which so, yeah, kind of seemed to be the theme of that movie is like a nice for you. Know, I will get it. We'll get into it. I, I was a bit disappointed. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But before we do that, has Matt, I know you you're doing the one horror movie a day. What what have you seen in between this episode and our last? I watched well, I watched this, and then because what we recorded on Wednesday, right? So Yeah, so it's only been a few days. <laughs> yeah, it's not been a long while, but but it's been a few days, so what have you seen? I watched this. I watched uh Resident Evil Apocalypse, which is just as disappointing as I remember it being. Yeah. Yeah, they all are. Well, the I the first one I it's like fine. even though it's, it's even it's though it's fine. terrible. The first I... one is the closest to being fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and what was the other one that I watched? I don't remember. Well, uh, I have not seen anything. I watched this. So I guess we can talk about that. Yeah. But Aaron, have you seen anything? Yeah, I actually, I mentioned it in our last episode. Maybe, I think. The Paramount Plus movie that yes. came out called Significant Other. Yes. With... Micah Monroe, who is for horror fans, you would recognize her. She was, I think she got her big break from It Follows and then yes, has been in a handful of well, and even after that, she's basically become like this generation's scream queen or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but where, is she you know, like an elevated scream she, queen? She's really good because she's she's an exceptional actress, but also even the stand. I shouldn't say it like this, but the standards of her movie seem to be better. It's not. You know, they're not just silly slashers. Crap, they're, they're, there's more horror. To them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and this one was, it's a kind of a mixed. I don't know, man. This, it started out really good. This creepy, mysterious horror vibes type of sci-fi thing. And then it just kind of took a turn halfway through that I didn't care for, but at least it's an interesting, unique sci-fi type of movie so uh i you know i enjoyed it it's just not great and it, it did kind of fall flat in the second half of it but uh worth a watch i think uh, but that's it yeah other than heck raiser significant okay. others the only one i saw in that case is uh, so let's do this are there any horror movies that you're super pumped for. I mean, I obviously yeah, the, the big one that's coming out is Halloween ends. Yeah. But are there any smaller ones or, or bigger ones that are coming out that you're looking forward to? To be it's perfectly not... honest, I haven't really been paying attention to release schedules. So I don't kind of rolling with the month as it comes to you. Pretty much. There's I'm... a few that are in theaters that, you know, you mentioned Barbarian. That's one I want to see. When yes, it's available. you guys have to see that. I'm, I, and then I told you I wanted to talk about this since I, I've been wanting to talk about Barbarian since I watched it. Yeah, well, <laughs> tell them to stream it. We're going <laughs> to theaters nowadays. Oh, Come on, man. It's, oh, I just, I need to, in the way that I needed to talk about uh, Malignant, I need to talk about it. And, well, okay, I have so how about this to one? Talk to about it. And this is even, this surprises me, but that smile movie actually looks kind of intriguing to me uh, i've heard that it's not as bad as it looks actually uh, yeah I, I i've heard decent things but i've i've also at least from what i've gathered 
it's uh, relies on jump scares more than uh, tension scares. I mean, I was. Is... It seems interesting. It's got a decent score from, you know, across the board. Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb. So I, I'll watch it when it's ready to stream. Another one is, and I know they're usually crap, but usually there's a few gems. But those VHS movies, you know, they're uh, basically compilations of horror shorts. But there's a new one coming out. And I, I didn't hear. Did you say VHS? Yes. That, is, that's, isn't that where David Bruckner got? That's where David Bruckner well, did. At start least that, that was one of his starting things. Yeah, one of short for that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And he did a, was it that or did he, I know he did it. There was a movie called Southbound. Southbound. Was... I, he, he did both. He, he okay. had a segment okay. in, in each. And so, and there's been a few of these directors from these VHS movies that go on to do good things. To, and usually it's like you wade through four crappy ones to get one decent segment. But, you know, maybe you see the start of the next big horror director. So I guess I, a lot of people, and I, I don't really care about this because it's stupid marvel but apparently werewolf by night is supposed to be really good i was going to bring that up and do you want to know why i'm excited for it one i've been hearing good things uh, about it but two the person who directs that is michael giacchino i believe is how you say his name holy moly the composer the composer so he whoa the the guy that did the song the the music for batman uh star trek rogue one rogue one among a ton of other things actually um directed that and and it's his kind of interesting i don't want to say feature length directorial debut because it's like only an hour long it's a it's a mini special whatever you want to call it but he directed that and did and composed the music for it so for that reason alone and the fact that it it's it's intended to look and feel like the old school kind of monster movie yeah black and white so so that one uh, i'm i'm with you with on uh, i want to see that one big time and the other one that's one i might watch what's i'm trying to think sorry about the (laughs) weird silence i'm trying to think Who's the director that did The Descent and... Oh, uh, yeah. So that's what I was just going to bring up. The uh, the other one that I'm looking forward to, The Lair. Yes. Uh, that is coming out. At, Neil Marshall is his name. Neil Marshall. A- and yep. it looks... It looks like a B movie, which it, to me is a fantastic thing because that's Neil what Marshall he does well. Yes. When, when he goes back to just his low budget, just kind of B movie action horror hybrids that's that's when he's best and this is him going back to that and i'm excited I, i'm hoping it's closer to dog soldiers and and farther away from kind of the recent bigger budget stuff he's put out so that one i'm ex- extremely excited for it just looks like a absolute blast action horror mashup uh, oh so i guess uh terrifier 2 just came yes out. that was oh, the other one good I was reviews too i'm gonna bring up yes yeah, that and that one i think we all loved i shouldn't say loved but at least appreciated terror i really liked the yeah I really yeah I, and for for the budget it was made with and and for what it was and and how it was made i thought it was really great and one of the most unique and greatest horror villains to come out in recent memory that, that dude was just fantastic so that that those those were the three I had written down that I'm excited for. I, I'm sure there are more that will come out in between now and the end of the month, but those are the big three for me. Yeah, um, to be honest, I have to catch up on the last Halloween movie because I did not watch it. Uh, it's on of... HBO, so you can. <laughs> Ooh, but it's... unlucky for you. I have to watch it to be uh, able to. I yeah, assume probably, I have to know what happens but... to be caught up. Boy, it I, is I not it. as good as the first. Or it's straight first, up terrible. Not as good as 2018 Halloween. It, I wouldn't say it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most of the world said it's straight up terrible. It's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that went, far. How they went from Halloween, which which kind of like you know how you kind of get in a rut with something, and then something comes along and 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 kind of reignites your passion for it. That that kind of did that with slasher movies, where it's like, oh my god, more of the same, more of the same, and then this Halloween came along, it's like that's why i love slasher movies and then that sequel came out and i was disappointed in everything and everyone in the world yeah good, good, good. not uh it, it definitely wasn't as good but no 
there are a lot not this month but there are a lot of up and coming horror movies that i am very excited about though i guess this month we do have like towards the end of the month we've got pray for the devil which i'm interested in and then next year there's just a whole bunch of stuff we've got scream six evil dead rise i've not even heard of that is is that a reboot sequel reimagining i don't i don't know if it takes place in the same universe as the evil dead remake or if it's like its own thing Um, or like a continuation from the the tv series i don't think it's i don't think it's that okay um interesting i'm gonna be honest that uh what was it 2013 was was that when the last one came out that evil dead remake i was a big fan of big fan of i really liked that movie it was pretty good it definitely wasn't you know the same as evil dead but i like that it took its own direction it was very violent like evil dead very gory it had some dark humor in it like evil dead is supposed to i was a big fan of that one Uh, i would not have been opposed to that that director doing another one david gordon green is going to be directing an exorcist movie next year at some point See, when are we going to get that uh, Robert Eggers Nosferatu movie that we've been hearing about for five years? <laughs> never. It's yeah. never Golly. coming out. Just, just go watch the old one, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, David Gordon Green was, he excited me after the first Halloween, the first new Halloween. And and after the second one. Well, we'll see. We'll know. see how. Yeah, this, I, I feel like this third one, that Halloween ends, is kind of going to, that's going to determine my where my barometer for David Gordon green is, you yeah. know, cause it like, is he just a good director? Cause he is a good director. Even, even the last Halloween was directed well, or is he like one of those next dudes in horror? I mean, we have a, a few of those next dudes where it's, it's uh, you mentioned Robert Eggers. I'm not so high on, on uh, Ari Aster, but he, he undoubtedly is one of those dudes. I would put Bruckner up there with one of those guys that when he directs a horror movie, I'm in. And and I thought David Gordon Green would be that, but we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, we, it comes out in what a week, week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Friday the what is something like that. Coming Friday up the fourteenth. Oh yeah, yeah, so this so this close coming... to Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, really, they they could have just called it Friday the thirteenth, and people would have been like, "You're wrong," and they'd be like, "Yeah, but it's close enough." are there before we get into this movie are i know i'm kind of putting you on the spot but are there any directors horror directors specifically since we're in that month that are kind of rising stars that that i mean robert makes a movie is really the it's it's less directors and more production companies yeah like if like if it's if it's an eight right. four horror movie i'm in right. regardless it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah i get that I'm, I'm gonna watch it um but like even apart from just a24 like anything robert eggers does it doesn't even have to be horror anything he does i'm i'm on board with i do like even though midsummer wasn't anywhere close to as good as hereditary was i still think ari aster is a really fucking good director and I, i'm also... <laughs> absolutely there i i don't as of now he's one of those where he hereditary was fantastic and then midsummer was one of those movies i can appreciate what he did rather than enjoy what he did so it's not like man this dude sucks it's just like all right i appreciate that movie but i hated every second of it kind of yeah. deal <laughs> so and uh and and you know Good old Robert Zombie. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's and yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rob Zombie. I mean, keeping it keeping his streak going. I mean, he's basically never missed. Am I? Am yeah, I no, he's, I mean... he's he's batting a thousand. <laughs> he's batting a thousand. Oh, that makes me throw up saying it. God, can we? Should we just leave that where that is and, and get right into Hellraiser? Sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, let's talk about okay, this movie because we're. I think this will be a fun discussion. So, so we are doing the 2022 version of Hellraiser, uh, which is a reimagining, I, I guess, uh, of the original, classified on IMDb as horror mystery thriller, 
their synopsis of it is a take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. As we mentioned before, uh, directed by David Bruckner. I, I know I'm a big fan of his. I'm, I think Aaron is. Matt, have you seen his other two movies? I, I, I guess you hadn't seen The Night House. Did you get to that in between? I haven't watched it yet. I, okay. I, I will at some point before the month is over. So he... He to me his his feature length movies his last three are uh, the ritual which I absolutely loved I, I had that in my top five of that year yes um, yes absolutely love that one and the night house which was one of my favorite horror movies of that year that it came out and I mentioned it when that came out that kind of continued the trend of horror movies with a performance that was exceptional but you know it wasn't going to get recognized come come award season. And then he came out with this, so I was super pumped for this. We'll kind of get into that. But going on, keeping on with the uh, numbers of Hellraiser, it's rated R, two hours, one minute long. Uh, as I said, directed by David Bruckner, written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski, who also wrote um, The Night House that, yep. that Bruckner directed. And then... Yep, here's so, the problem. So here's when I was watching this movie, I I had to look up the writers and I thought, what the hell? They, these dudes did the Night House. What what? And I don't I don't say this to say that this movie was bad, but it just felt like something was off. Like it just didn't feel the same. And when I looked it up, I found out why because it was also written by David S. Goyer, who I am struggling to say how I feel about him while being nice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't enjoy anything that he does. Is that a nice way of saying he's complete shit? Is I mean I guess with the dark knight that counts. Yeah he 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 wrote Blade. He wrote Batman he's he's had he has had some I'm being facetious. He has had some success but he's he's just like this franchise churning out this just crap. I mean I, I he did the Dark Knight. You're right. He did Blade. You're right. But I can go on with these movies that he wrote. He did. He did the Unborn. Absolute trash. He did uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Maybe the worst movie ever made. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it definitely uh, seems like when when he's the screenwriter, his movies don't do as well. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as a producer he did you know. batman vs superman he did terminator dark fate i mean he's just done crap he's just a crap writer and all of his he writes for the screenplay and and you know what we'll save that because i i want to get to it when we're talking about the the story but just know that I'm 100% convinced a lot of the issues with this movie are entirely on him fair or not that's whoa, where I'm whoa whoa playing. whoa 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 you're going to say that the guy who directed Blade Trinity, arguably the nope, best movie right. ever made. You're right. You're right. Yes. <laughs> it couldn't have been him. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey. So let's. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there. I, I'm definitely bringing that up later, but we'll we'll move on with the the numbers on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics give this a 69 percent giving a nice say yeah 6.3 out of 10 the audience gives it a 64 percent, giving it a 7 out of 10 so lower approval rating higher average score from the audience the critics consensus is as follows a gift for long-suffering fans after numerous subpar sequels david bruckner's hellraiser unlocks the puzzle box for getting this franchise back on the right track which I agree with. Yeah, mostly. Yes, I, I it, it's it's a setup, an intriguing setup, and and I would watch. How do you? I, I don't know. But this well, movie did nothing to make me say, "Yeah, I want more." That's maybe true. It made me I realize, think... you know what? <laughs> Let's just stop with this franchise. Yeah, possibly. However, but you didn't like to... the first Hellraiser either. It's better than this. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. So so let's let's jump into it, Matt. You you chose it. Yep. What were your first impressions? Give your general thoughts. I liked it. It, it it's not without its flaws, but you know, I I'd, I'd say this is probably the third best Hellraiser movie, which admittedly isn't saying right. a lot. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> uh 
that's landing on top of a heap of garbage is what that's doing because <laughs> uh, you know the the first two hellraiser movies are really good and then all of the sequels thereafter were pretty pretty garbage but i'd say that this is as good as hellraiser 2 not as good as hellraiser 1 um but i i thought it was really good again there, there were some there's some issues i don't necessarily agree with the people that they got to be in the movie <laughs> but i mean <laughs> as in i'm, I'm like not i'm gonna struggle like... to be nice yeah we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll get deeper into that we're just doing general thoughts so aaron piggyback off of that agree disagree what were your general thoughts <sighs> i don't want to say it's terrible because it's well made I feel it's absolutely the worst so far of the three main feature films from David Bruckner. And I think where it failed is that with the ritual, you had, you know, real characters with such good backstories and relationships that with each other. And, you know, there were emotional stakes in the night house, very obvious emotional stakes and great performance. And this is, it's kind of like the, God, these characters, it reminded me of the new Texas Chainsaw that came out this year where it's like, why why are they just these nasty hipsters that I just want to die immediately? So and and that <laughs> was why would I care? That was the issue for me because I 100 percent agree with that sentiment. This this it was it was a fine movie. I didn't hate it. I, I got enjoyment out of it. But it was a disappointment, at least as far as my expectations, based on Bruckner's previous movies. You mentioned the emotional stakes of those movies. The, the other thing, and the thing that, that was more egregious in this case because of the potential it had to mm-hmm. go into places, I know was that those two movies were incredibly theme-driven. They, they, had, they had themes around the characters and, and the actions, and was all wrapped up into these these. And within that guilt or 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 paranoia whatever the the themes were for those movies and this was prime prime opportunity for themes and and exploration and instead it was simplified into instead of instead of being propelled by themes it was propelled by uh like story writing beats just typical it, it was almost like a like a typical slasher formula where it's it's person dies, a little bit of exposition, they run away to the next place. Person dies, a little bit of exposition, person runs, and it's just hitting these beats. And that's what I wanted to bring up when I brought out David Goyer is the fact that this feels like a series of beats instead of instead of an exploration of themes. I could be way off base. I have no evidence to support it. As soon as I saw his name, I was like, yeah, that's that's probably why. <laughs> and I, I so I want to get into this while it was fresh in the description, because the, the biggest one. So so generally speaking, the Hellraiser franchise is about. Sensations, pain, lust. I mean, that was the whole point of the the Cenobites if I'm not mistaken was that they were creatures that couldn't distinguish between those two and they were explorers trying to find new new experiences of sensations and so the, More there was or less yeah there was this is a part that bugged me the most it mentioned in the synopsis that this girl is an addict which is a brilliant setup. Of course, she's addicted to it. What do drug addicts? They're chasing that next high. They're chasing that next big sensation. That fact that she was an addict was mentioned, and then had nothing to do. There was no exploration yep. of that theme. There was no connection of that fact to the Cenobites' existence, which is it's the same thing. They're chasing that next level of sensation, just like an addict. It's never brought up. It's never explored. There's no depth to anything explored here and that was a huge huge misfire am i wrong no you're not wrong because that's what i thought that they were gonna that's like where they were gonna go with it because it's obvious (laughs) and and it's so it's yeah this is if there's any way to connect like a real life horror with with like a you know supernatural ish type horror that that's it's like you said it's obvious it's perfect 
Yeah, because like, and and you juxtapose that with the the Playboy guy who is also like he. Right. The fact that they they bring him in at the beginning of the movie, and then he doesn't show up again until the very end, and is. I guess spoilers because it's hard. So, yeah, it's hard to talk about this without. I guess into the yeah. Story. So let's give a warning. Let's before before we we go on with that. Before people leave and we force them to leave if they haven't seen it, would you recommend they watch this movie? Personally, I would. I I liked so, it well enough that let I, me ask. I let me ask this. Watch it. Let me ask this though. Would you recommend if they're not already a fan of the Hellraiser franchise? Do you think non Hellraiser fans get anything out of this? Uh, probably not <laughs> I, I i think i would agree i don't know that there's a whole there's great visuals uh there's like not really. I, I would say if if you've never seen a hellraiser movie and you're interested watch the original hellraiser yeah. um and then if if you like it watch this yeah I, I guess <laughs> i would follow that so moving forward we're gonna have to spoil it because there's 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 a lot to unpack here and, and we can't fully discuss this without doing so. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, to follow this conversation, go see it, come on back to us and, and we'll, it'll make a whole lot more sense if you do that. So yep. let's, let's dig into it. Matt, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but you were talking about the, the main, the main guy from the, the beginning that kind of disappeared right. for the whole movie for no reason. Go keep going with that one. <laughs> so, the way that this movie starts is at this like millionaire's mansion. He's throwing a party that may or may not also be an orgy. It's implied that it is. Um, and this lady meets up with this kid and tells him that the, the millionaire wants to talk to him and he gets lured into this room and it's, there that we see the puzzle box but it doesn't look like the regular puzzle box and the, which is something that uh this movie did that i actually kind of enjoy is that there are multiple configurations to the puzzle box and each one represents something different yeah so I, what, I did like that that they built on not only the puzzle box but kind of what it means and how it fits into their there being the centipites world i did i agree with that Right, because and the the whole like the original Hellraiser, the whole thing is exploring the lines between like sex and horror, and this movie starts off that way, and then it switches. We switch perspectives to our actual main character, who is a girl who is a recovering drug addict and or alcoholic. It's never really explain uh drugs <laughs> it, it mentioned pills right but it, they they also said like they don't drink when she's around or something so i'm i'm assuming it's both yeah could be. um but anyway she's like we we come in and she's been sober for like half a year and then she has a relapse and accidentally summons the cenobites and that kicks everything uh into motion but like she does it by accident and the whole movie is her trying to like find a way to stop it because the, they require like a certain number of, right, of, sacrifices, of like blood sacrifices yeah, yeah, in order to like completely solve the puzzle box. And then when you get to the last configuration, it, you basically like they grant you one request and initially she's going to do it to, bring her brother back because that was the he's the first one who gets taken um but then through really dumb exposition uh <laughs> it's it's revealed that like they it's like a monkey's paw like they which you, which of course it is yeah like, who who's solving this puzzle thinking yeah, there's no catch to this. I have to kill like six people and sacrifice them to these, you know, extra dimensional beings. They're definitely, definitely going to give me what I want. Who, yeah, who buys and, like, that? 
idiots but (laughs) but like on on its face there's nothing like the story's fine it's it's a little too convoluted they really Uh, should have kept it like keep it tight keep it simple because that's what that's what make the first hellraiser so good is it's a really simple story uh this the dude's wife is lusting after his brother who's dead the only way to bring him back to life is to sacrifice people to build up his body Right, exactly. Like simple story, and yeah. and it's effective. And this this makes it too grandiose. Yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 convoluted and too complex. But at the same time, it's just completely idiotic. Meant for they made this for teens. It, it's so dumb. This is it's a this teen is, slasher horror movie. Yes, and a it's a very body. clean. It's a very slick looking movie. When when I don't feel like that's. Nope, what, not at all. What Hellraiser should, should be that this yeah, movie is no supposed to be, and it has pretty, no bite, right? Yeah, like, and it, it has no darkness really. This is a this is like a bright movie. It's weird. Why is it a bright yeah. movie? <laughs> like Hell, Hellraiser historically is supposed to be gross and horny, <laughs> and right? This... I mean, and that's it. That's what I, I going into it. I was just hoping, like, man. Like David Bruckner is going to take this into some dark places to explore just that kind of the sado, uh, the sadism and the sadomasochism of of these creatures and and of humans. Honestly, I mean the the things like the darkest desires and the addiction to to drugs and pain and pleasure and and it did none of that. It, it yeah. no, because it it's a, a Hulu movie was, and they have to make it accessible. It was a series of beats as I said in the beginning. Well, I mean, it, that's just exactly, because it's a Hulu movie doesn't mean anything. No, it like, does. Prey was really good. It does. It because does. They this, had to reach a wider audience. It's, yes. It's it, pathetic. It looks like a... a how do I want to word It looks like a 90s horror movie, like a freaking... What's that movie where they know how they're going to die? Or the... Uh, Final Destination? God. <laughs> hey, <now>. I mean, <laughs> as someone who just recently rewatched Final Destination... That this, movie's amazing. No, but it's not. It, Aaron's right. This this feels it felt to me the entire time watching it. It felt like like a a specifically studio sanctioned remake. Yes, and yeah, they definitely do play it safe. Yes, well, and, 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 and that's soon the as I kind saw of the that... antithesis of what Hellraiser is. You can't play it safe in a yes. Hellraiser movie. And yes, yep. there was gore. Yes, there was some some visual gore and some violent gore and like lots of blood and. It, but it, even that, it was just like, yeah, that's, I. You're just throwing that in there. It doesn't have any meaning to it. There's no. There's no. There's no weight to the violence, uh, unless I. Did you agree with that or no? No, absolutely agree. It. It. And I knew, and I gave it a chance. But as soon as I saw, oh, there's five, you know, early twenties. People, those are our main. Care- I'm like, God bless it what are we doing here so, so let's not... go there let's Ugh. go there you you didn't like the characters you didn't like the acting or both all of it okay <laughs> i thought the, i thought the performances were fine i agree the, I the characters were weren't fine. written very well but... they weren't written at all <laughs> like i said i mean they were written as far as like just stock this this girl's uh addicted to drugs yeah. And then they, the that's what they was, did. The actor was they probably like, oh, yeah, cliche horror characters.com. Yeah. Chose five of them, threw them together, uh, said, well, this one's got an addiction, uh, but we won't explore that. Yeah. Uh, we'll just, uh, you know, keep it nice and pretty. And even the Cenobites just look like people in clean costume. There's no real nastiness to them. No, there's none at all. This, you know what? It just popped into my head when, when, uh, and this is like a completely even separate genre, but when we were discussing um, the Magnificent Seven, the remake, and how that felt like a very studio-driven, clean western, there, there's no dirtiness or edge. They didn't feel lived in that. That this had that same feel for a movie that's supposed to be about violence and 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 sadism and evil and, and not even evil. It's just you know the exploration of, of these dark desires, it just had no edge. It was entirely too clean. And it didn't have any, 
I don't know. <laughs> that sounds dumb, but it didn't have any real horror. There were real, there were no real tense moments. No. What I loved about the ritual and what I loved about uh, the nighthouse is number one, he had super unique visuals throughout. Yes. There were no there. Okay. Aside from the one scene in the van, which was pretty unique. And yes. Cool. And there were even visually speaking, aside from like unique visuals, visually speaking, this looked good it looked clean i liked the sure, designs of the fine. monsters it, it looked good the visuals were fine it just, it just wasn't didn't unique feel like hellraiser or yeah or like anything that's not so and then the other thing so line. yeah unique storytelling visually from david bruckner his last two and real tension like legitimate scary you know kind of like hereditary agree but but you but this was just completely devoid of any real horror can you have any true horror true tension if that doesn't come as a result of of connecting whatever the horror is in the movie no a human element and 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 that doesn't yeah there's no human emotions in this there's no connection between us and the characters so and that's been that's I think your biggest problem with with slashers is is they're intentionally they're just about picking them off one by one. That's all this was. It was yes. a slasher movie, and that was my biggest issue too. Is is that there's just no connection with them. Well, I don't care about her. I don't care about her brother. We weren't given time to to care about them. Right. Yeah. It 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 felt rushed. Uh, they definitely need the... it just felt safe because I, I don't i well like it... rushed feels like there's there's unfinished business i i think this was exactly what they set out to make i think they just made some poor well, yeah decisions I, I guess i'm not as... i'm not saying that like it felt rushed in like a production sense i'm i'm saying that the the story felt rushed but that's which is odd since it's a two-hour movie yeah (laughs) and maybe that goes back into your they made it to two hours really and and like how they had such a complicated story told in such a simplistic way like those two should contradict each other and and this manages to do both yeah they they definitely needed to a slow the pacing down and that's that's what i mean by rush like this movie moves at like a breakneck pace because they have to hit all the points that i mean as soon as you saw you know a group of five people we know where this is going yeah all of them have to die at some point it's just a matter of how we get from point a <laughs> right. to c to and it's like okay i am bored with this like the, it, they might as well have had like you know the, the old silent movies where they pop up with a black screen with text <laughs> where where they're like this this here's the puzzle box it takes five sacrifices to open and then like Flash to let's introduce you to our five teenage victims. I mean, characters like really, <laughs> really there's the exact amount of characters that needed to open up this box. That's that's yeah. convenient. Yeah, it's uh mostly stupid. It's, it, 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 yeah, but I don't I don't want to just sit here and nag on it because I do. I do. Overall, I liked the movie. I, so let's, I, talk about I that. let's let's go in that direction. Yeah, and, tell and me Aaron what you can, liked. Can poop it. on what you liked. So, what did you <laughs> like about it? Uh, well, I guess number one, I like the design of the Cenobites a lot. Um, even compared to the original, like the original ones looked great, but these ones, except for the Chatter, I don't really like the design for Chatterer that much. Um, but the rest of them all looked really good. Jamie Clayton is a fantastic. Uh, casting choice for Pinhead, I think her performance is great in this movie. Um, yeah, it was there wasn't the, much to it, but I didn't. I mean, dislike, she's not she's not in it a lot, but like I didn't Pinhead's dislike this version of Pinhead. I definitely have no issues with any. Of I that. think it, in a in a different in a different script, she'd be perfect in in like the Pinhead role. And if they if they make more of these movies going See, forward hopefully with me, different writers <laughs> to me that's uh, that's fine I, here's the thing to me though it, it's the same as you know people get talk about who played jason in friday the 13th it, it doesn't matter who cares it doesn't matter 
you just you need a body you need the prosthetics and you need them to say a few lines like uh, i think she did fine i, I don't want to not necessarily her, true in, in but in, it doesn't in matter. the case with like a with a michael myers or a jason like the faceless killer yes that i agree with you it, it doesn't really matter who you put behind that there's mask, no character but... to pinhead though and she didn't it's not like she showed any it would just like stand here with a blank expression yes. because the people that did the costume and makeup did all the work yeah, it, there's no character to it. There's no. Well, the thing, no... the thing about, I and, guess, and the you say you like the creature design or whatever Cenobite design. I, that's fine. It's uh, first of all, it's not scary. Second, it's well, not filthy enough. It's not nasty enough. It's I just will, it looked like people in suits. It well, I mean, so did so did the original ones, but... right? Uh, but we're also forty years. Uh, past but at that. least the original had <laughs> like, like it nasty. Uh, uh, you know, like the bondage look, like they were at some sort of weird freaky club. Uh, it, like yeah, <laughs> they definitely they like the, the original them. ones. Definitely like played more into the BDSM. Like this one is like it's definitely streamlined. The the the, the design. And I'm not saying you guys are wrong because I, I think agree it was that, like they they it's too safe. Like they definitely needed to get more nasty with it, but like where where I'm going with with Jamie Clayton is the idea behind like the Cenobites in general and what they represent. I think she's a good casting choice to be Pinhead because she's got Agreed. the like the way that the way that she talks in the movie. It's like it's it's soft. I will give and, you that. And it's it's sensual. Like it's, it's sensual, yes. Yes, uh, and then, I, I 100% and then she's like agree with rip that. Your, rip your throat out, <laughs> but you uh, but you might like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and if if they had taken, like, I'm I'm trying to think of what she would have done in the movie that they should have made, and it would have been fantastic. But and, in in if this I can movie, add real quick, she's kind of wasted. Uh, the other thing I, I liked about her, and this this may I, this is going to sound odd i don't mean this as a as an insult at all um but the the her body type is kind of like that uh androgynous type of body type is that the right word and it, well, to, it, yeah, that was the, so the case in clive barker's novel it, it, where yeah it, pin, pinhead was neither male be, nor female right, right. It, it was it, it was like this sexless creature but exactly, it's still yeah. like pin, this pinhead is an creature. androgynous being and jamie clayton is a trans woman so that makes sense but i did not uh, know that so yeah. uh, so okay that that <laughs> then i think so that part of it that part of like what pinhead should be i i agree with you 100 the 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 look the the feel uh, like you said the 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 voice and and the way uh she spoke uh, all wonderful i agree absolutely wonderful i i love that i i won't take that from it's, this movie i thought right, it was a, it's, a good version it, of pinhead the only like it's just it's disappointing that the script is what it is i think yes. if you had a different set of writers behind it this has the potential to be an amazing movie but and, and that's I think that's where I keep, really drags it keep going back to ultimately is that this is a fine movie. And especially if you are looking for a slasher, a studio slasher, this will do the trick. It, it'll do the trick. Yeah, I think. But when as, it's compared to what it could have been, yeah. I feel like they settled for something significantly less than. For sh- no, I, I agree with well, you completely. And move and on I, to the move on from Jamie Clayton's character to the rest of them. And it's like, OK, bland boring cliche useless worthless terrible <laughs> acting i mean it's just one after another after another stands out who do we connect to who do we root for why should we care about what's happening to any of them when all you are is just this whining moaning just get over it get your shit right. together who cares I mean, yeah. Oh, this girl has an addiction. That's Especially, your backstory. That's what we're supposed to care. Yes, I don't care so, about you. So that's the thing is, is that's not enough for me to, to root you for know, her. Almost, that's not enough for me to feel for her. That, like, show me addiction is a horrible, horrible thing. And I, and I understand that it's a sickness and I wanted to see that in her. I wanted to see that, that struggle with that addiction and that that need 
for that feeling that it gives you. And like we mentioned, it would have tied in seamlessly with <laughs> with what the Cenobites are, but it, we never got that. There was no exploration of her. There was no exploration, exploration or even sign of her struggles. Not even, there wasn't even like she was like, damn, there's some weird shit going on. Wish I had a pill. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even take the time to do that. No, and I think I I almost wonder if there were like huge rewrites that took place because the way that, that this movie starts that was whole, my first thought yeah the, like the, it, when when i went in and saw david goyer's um name i was like why why the hell would david bruckner work with david goyer like he already had his two dudes from his last movie why yeah it, it had to have been that his vision he he brought his vision and then i don't even know if it was intended to be a hulu movie or or it was switched from the studio whatever the case and the studio decided sure let's go forward with this and with you as the director but we're gonna bring in our studio guy which david goyer 100 is a freaking studio guy and we're gonna have him make this you know shine up this movie a bit and and i i it would i would not doubt that one bit yeah, I think and, you're on to something. Because I, I think because the way that <clears throat> and and let me know if you guys made this comparison too, because I like this is immediately the the connection that I made. Like at the very beginning of the movie, you've got I don't even know how to say his name, Goran Viz Viznijic, the guy who plays the millionaire. <laughs> uh, and damn, uh, that's a lot of consonants together. <laughs> yeah, it's S N J. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. S N J. Vizhnik. Vizhnik. Yeah, I have Nailed no idea it. how to pronounce it. But anyway, that guy who plays the millionaire, and then um, Kiem Abbas, who plays his, I think, lawyer. Uh, the immediate connection that I made there is like, oh, she's clearly. A comparison to Ghislaine Maxwell and he's clearly a comparison to Jeffrey Epstein and I thought that they were going to go in this whole like weird gross like super dark predatory sexual thing because that <laughs> which, would be Hellraiser yeah uh, which would have been that I'm, I I I would feel bad saying that would have been cool but like <laughs> it would have been it would have been a direction that I would have expected it, it a Hellraiser been, movie to take it it would have it would have had more like commentary than this movie did because this movie didn't have any none. Uh, it it would have explored actual themes yeah. and this movie yeah. didn't. So this movie I, didn't do anything. It was right. boring, bland, pointless remake. Uh, I mean, honestly, go watch the original. If this is the result of your hard work to reboot, that just don't. Like I think. I think Hellraiser fans, myself included, were just kind of happy that it wasn't a complete steaming pile of garbage. Well, they were happy it uh, wasn't the usual yes, the, sequel, and, like on a $5 budget. That's, for, that's just the advantage that this had was was it got to follow all of that crap. And, and it was like, yeah, I mean, comparatively speaking, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, comparatively speaking. But like I do, I really, I really want to know if this was like a, a complete, almost complete rewrite of the scripts because it, the way that it starts, I thought it was going in in an interesting direction, and then we just completely shift. We do like a, a six year time skip, and we're following this girl now, and then like nothing makes sense at that point like if the story that they started telling and the story that they ended up telling are two completely different stories so i man i wish i could just talk to david bruckner and be like is this the actual like script <laughs> as as it was written or did something happen because yeah, it seems I'd, like something be, happened i would be curious as well um it's it's too bad really i just feel I like that's it's too bad that this genre is so meant for teenagers. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the the good horror movies are the ones for that adults make no money. that explore themes and <laughs> sure they make no money. Fine, no, right? No, I'm, that's when why. One, but when they're good, made. if they're good enough, they do make money. It's just this. This is like you know what? We don't know if it's going to be that good. 
So let's make it for people that don't care if it's good. They'll just watch it because it's meant for it's just it is such a disappointment to me how bad this movie is. Yeah. How dumb it That's... is. How I care so little about any characters in this. How it's just not scary. You know, I I, I was constantly fighting the urge to check my phone or do anything yeah. else. Agreed. It's not. And for a Hellraiser movie rated R, you already have the go ahead. You're rated R. Do more. It, it wasn't. It was barely gory. It was nothing shocking or horrifying or. I don't even think we saw boobs, did we? Like, not that I'm like advocating, like, yeah, boobs, because yeah, it's usually <laughs> just thrown in there for cheap. Well, yeah, no value because that would just be the typical horror ploy. But but my point is, in a Hellraiser movie, there was very little exploration of sexuality or sexual desire. Yeah, I I, just I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't get the direction it was such a by the numbers. Yeah, no, it definitely this definitely was like one of those uh, you know paint by numbers deal where it was just laid out and they they filled in the blanks. It's just dis- like it's more disappointing than it is outright bad, and yeah. that, I th- that, that's that's oh, where I like not to me. It's both. But it's here's bad, and that's why I'm disappointed. That's based I'm so on your happy. expectations, though. If if no. you were a fan of slashers and wanted a, a entertaining slasher, this this could hit the beats for you. It, that it may even as trick. that, it's not that good. But like, I guess where my my disappointment is. Like Hellraiser is not a slasher movie. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, like, I, I, I'm with you. It's I'm that, that franchise was never meant to be Pinhead shows up and kills everybody. That's not the point. <laughs> right. Yes. I. Uh, that's what the sequels mostly turned into. Yeah. And that's why they're so bad. And everybody hates yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, are we, are we at the point where you just, yep. well, actually let's, we didn't talk about music. I, frankly don't remember it did, did oh anybody... my god i was so excited uh, the, the music at the very start of it was fantastic when they're setting the scene and at the, the, at the very turned... start and the very end they they yeah. i did hint they hinted the the original hellraiser theme but that's that's the only time and and it just from i mean throughout it was just your typical schlock horror stuff you know quiet 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 loud or just this you know i, I again boring bland yeah everything about this movie to me i i give credit we've mentioned the design give credit to the makeup and and costume design for the the cenobites uh there's a lot of creativity and you could tell a lot of really I good will, detail that went into that so i will say i appreciate that they were mostly practical with the because it would have been super easy to just put them in a green suit and CG everything. Yes. And there is a little bit of that, but the the designs for the most part are all like practical makeup and effects. So hooray. <laughs> another one last before we rate it, one last thing that kind of uh was disappointing is is these the Cenobites, uh at least from my memory, tell me if I'm wrong, they're they're like beings that live in a different dimension right and, and as yeah. they explain they're, they're kind of exploring ways to to feel new things new sensations and and kind of test the bounds of all that and in the original not in the original hellraiser but in the sequels they kind of explored the the i, I guess the the interdimensional kind of stuff where it got weird and and trippy yeah at times. Hell, hellraiser 2 definitely gets yeah with that. and there was just None. It was very based in Earth and real world in this movie, and that was disappointing. I was hoping for more creativity, just wildness. That, that, like, like you said, especially Hellraiser two. There, there were moments that just got wild. <laughs> the Hellraiser two is a bonkers movie, <laughs> and I wanted some of that. I wanted like just go there, and they didn't, and that was that was disappointing to me. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't even bother me too much that they don't really go there it again like my main my main gripe is that they're telling too big of a story and they've got the foot on the on the gas going 90 miles an hour through it like they just they needed to tell a simpler story slow it way down build the tension 
that way when the when the Cenobites actually show up, it 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 means something. Yeah, I I agree. Unfortunate misfire for for Bruckner, but I guess we'll see what he's got going on next. Be I guess before we get to rating, anybody want to bring anything else up? Any last words? No, nah, I think we're ready. All right. In that case, Matt, you pick this first or last. I'll I'll go first and set the bar because I have a feeling that you guys are going to rate it much lower than I am. And I know that we spent the last, you know, better part of an hour just dogpiling on this movie, but I it's it's serviceable. It's honestly that's a good this would be a fine movie if it wasn't called (laughs) serviceable. This, this, it, I, and I honestly believe this. If, if you made this exact same movie and just switched out the, the Cenobites for, you know, generic whatever and didn't call it Hellraiser, it'd be perfectly fine. My, my biggest complaint, and I kind of said the same thing about, uh, the Child's Play remake is that my biggest complaint is that they called it Child's Play. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give this a 6.75. Like it's, it's a, it's fine. It's fine. It's not Hellraiser, but it's fine. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's Hellraiser light. I mean, it, it's got all of the necessary ingredients, but it doesn't hit the tone at all. Uh, it doesn't feel like what a Hellraiser movie should feel like, at least to me, it doesn't explore the themes that are, that are, I mean, just ripe for the <laughs> ripe for exploration. And when this was announced, I thought there is no better director to explore those themes than David Bruckner because of what he's done. And and like you said, this is this is a completely serviceable movie. I think the reason we're sitting here trashing it is because expectations were so high, and 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 it could have been so much more, and it just intentionally chose not to that's the thing is i don't think it failed to i i think these were just intentional choices that were bad yeah at, at I, I still i think there was studio meddling in i, I would sure. that would not surprise me i would if i had to bet money i would bet money on that you're probably not wrong but yeah the the overall tone for me is disappointment and that's that sucks it was i was looking forward to this one all year and disappointing i'm going to go six i mean this is square in the c range this isn't a 100 average by any measure movie it doesn't stand out or, or go above average in any way it's a six to me ah uh, you guys are too nice I, there's there's I, i'm not even disappointment's not the word anger is the word i, I mean <laughs> It, this is so beneath what David Bruckner has done previously. And, and I don't yeah. know, if, like you said, maybe it's not his fault. It's the studios. Who knows? But the characters sucked. The acting throughout sucked. Every scene was so boring because we're just, we know from the beginning, we're just going to go to point A to B to C, killing all these characters. And she's going to have some revelation at the end that was really just completely unwarranted and boring because we didn't know anything about her other than her completely generic backstory. Just no interesting scenes, no real horror or even tension at all. Even the gore that, you know, Hellraiser is supposed to be nasty. It's just like, "Eh, okay, you did that. Fine. I mean, uh, everything about this movie I hated and, other yeah, than, I, I mean, it's it's well made. I'm, I'm giving and it that's a three and a half. Whoa, oh, wow. that's a straight up F. That's yeah, F this movie. No. It should never have been made. So here's, so let me explain my rating because here's the thing: is I I 100 agree with Matt. It, if this was not Hellraiser, I still wouldn't enjoy it. It it still is not my kind of movie. But there's an audience for this kind of movie. There's no doubt about that. And I think for the kind of movie that it was trying to be, which was a mistake to try to be that, but for what it was trying to be, I think it, it was fine. This was completely average. This is the kind of movie we get 10 to 15 of every Halloween year. It's completely fine. There's nothing. Except most of those are more fun 
and they're not way too darn long like this. It was yeah. It had no for for being, if you're going to be a stupid slasher, be fun. It was just so bland. Yeah, lifeless. No, I, I agree with that. You know, you know, you know what I want. I want a, a, a redo. <laughs> I do. I do want a redo, but I want them to give it to a 24 and let robert eggers do it because he he uh, would he's, he's he would been busy make, making nosferatu for 20 years whatever it's been. good lord he would make or or give it to ari aster either one of those but here's the they, deal. they would both yeah, make i don't gross and, hell, and that's what hellraiser should be. no i don't think so because when they said they gave it to david brook right. i was excited i don't like that's the thing is this had a good director that's able to explore those things and it just okay you know that that's that's fair. I guess uh, the direction isn't the problem. It's, Especially it's the, after it's the writing. I, I, go see The Night House because I loved The Ritual. The Night House I didn't love as much, but it's still such a well-made... It's horror like horror should be. I, I just... Uh, Matt, what did you give this one? I gave it a 6.75. But you know what? I stand by it. I still say give it to Robert Eggers because Robert Eggers also wrote the screenplay for The Witch. And that <laughs> that yeah. that it, he would he would make it gross and horny and that's what it needs that's to. That's fair. Be. I'll give you that. So that uh, our average is a 5.42, which is a D plus, which I can't hate. This it's not good. I would I, never recommend this to anybody. <laughs> no. No. No, you know, after after thinking about it, if you're, I would say, if you're a fan of Hellraiser, maybe don't watch this. Yeah, one. you're just gonna be upset. <laughs> and if yeah. you if you've never seen a Hellraiser movie, go watch, go the, watch original the original Hellraiser. One. Yes, watch yeah. Hellraiser and Hellraiser two, and then never watch another one again because they're all like even like all of the original like mainline Hellraiser movies after Hellraiser two are absolutely garbage, and this one. <laughs> is passable but it's not hellraiser this one so. is just well-made bigger budget garbage right. let's be honest that's that's why it even gets a six because i feel like the people that made it it was made fine it's not like they failed or, or they're it's not like they're out here making rob zombie movies <laughs> it's, aaron, it's better than the monsters uh, aaron do you have uh, uh this or that pulled up ready to go yeah actually well how about this it's right near the last one we did this or the wailing and i'd probably yeah. watch this again God, shorter yeah, yeah well, not, shorter. not only is it shorter but it, it didn't feel like two hours the whaling felt like 18 hours yeah that true was, that was bad okay so yeah we're right about 5.4 ish in that same area is i mean these are just like the last time this or texas chainsaw massacre and i go that the original I the original I, I got, oh, okay I, yeah the original yeah i've got news for I, you i, I, I haven't seen the original i still stand by that it's a good movie that's fine um this or the guest and i go with the guest oh the guest i like i, I said I you're gonna make a slasher make love it fun. that movie <laughs> i still have love seen that movie yeah, that movie that. goes bonkers for no damn reason at all and i love it Okay, this or the strangers and good god this I don't know. <laughs> Not I've watched this. no the way I'm watching the strangers. Uh, I don't know. Now if Stop. it was the strangers pray at night, I'd probably watch that. But the strangers give me this one every time. Okay. Ugh. This or Suspiria 2018, and I'm yes. going that. Yes. Mm, probably that just because I have a crush on Dakota Johnson. I hate both of those stupid Suspiria movies so much. <laughs> oh, I do too. I do. I'm not picking it because of any qualities <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, these these movies in this range. Um, okay, last one. This or Color Out of Space. Oh, I don't that, know if you that. guys watched that one, but I definitely All watched day. that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I, I, I was sad that I didn't get to be on that episode because I would have definitely raised that score. It's 5.5. That's too low. (laughs) I don't know if it is. Yeah. Yeah. This or the village? The village. Easy all day, no doubt. F the stupid village. I'd watch the village twice back to back. At least there's some emotions in that movie. And some actors. Man, there's some good actors in that. Yeah, for sure. They were in modern day the whole time. Anyways, Shane, your pick. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't have any idea. Um... Man, I don't are, know. 
we are two movies into our horror and it's been uh, rough and we're at 5.38 <laughs> average between the two 5.34 followed by 5.43 have we gotten any new requests no not really not really i guess we haven't really promoted it though um that's true that one's on me i will well, i mean I will I sh- i'm sure we have a huge horror backlog from listener requests that i'm sure maybe i'll maybe i'll dig into that see what we've got but i, I don't know what we'll watch hopefully we'll turn it around all right, less than a minute. Let's finish. Yep. This. If anybody, if nobody's Don't got watch anything it. else, somebody in the show, tell your friends not to watch Hellraiser. Okay, bye. Hey guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a... Sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.